So, Scary Week has officially ended, and I don't think they should bring it back. Will, what did you think about tonight's episode, or what did you think about the whole week in general? So, thematically, I like the idea of Scary Week, right? Because it's like, ooh, the house is, like, so many easy ideas. House is haunted, you know, zombies, whatever. The problem was, it's just, there wasn't a lot of content. And we saw it in the last two episodes where they were really, last episode was all about double eviction. This episode is really just the oncoming battle between uh, Jared and Cameron. I think, I think it's a good idea. It's just, it flopped because of the circumstances. I think it's like, I think it was a good theme, at least. I feel like the theme, they could have gone a little bit harder with it. I mean, there weren't yeah. any, like, uh, we see in uh, Big Brother Canada, I'm not sure, I'm not going to spoil anything major, but sometimes we see the house guests in Big Brother Canada and other iterations of Big Brother, that's not the U.S. version, where the yeah. house guests are given, like, tasks or chores where they can win certain privileges, you know, like, like uh, escape being a have not things like that. Uh, and yeah. I think that this week would have been a perfect opportunity to entertain the house guest and the live feeders with some of those types of things. And also maybe decorate the house a little bit more to reflect it, have um, scare actors uh, enter yeah. the house and, you know, wreck havoc. You know, it's, it's, I felt like there was a missed opportunity because so much of this week was sort of flat. Yeah. It's just like something where like the house comes alive, like spooking people, scaring people, jump scares, you know, just something, maybe make a loud noise at like 4am scare Felicia. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of easy ideas. I just wish they did more like, because when we have a filler week like this, it's like, we don't need much. We just need just, dumb fun entertain like this is the week for like the dumb segments and the dumb whatever and it fell flat but i see the vision i i'm rocking with producers on this one i'm rocking with production here i see what they're going for that's good i definitely don't think it was the worst one i'll give it that uh in terms no. of twist well let's talk about so cameron ends up winning the power to choose if he wants to compete in the individual do or die challenge as we all know if you watch the episode we are talking about the episode cameron does end up choosing to compete in the challenge and he does pass if you were given this would you compete in this challenge absolutely absolutely i, I feel like if i was given the opportunity to fight for my own game yeah. Why not? I think it's also a lot easier to lose because you lost than because someone else won. I know it's one yes. and the same, but like personally, I would just feel better if I messed up and I knew I messed up than if like I let uh, Jared take the win and then I get, you know, I get out. Because um, you would always be living with like that. Uh, that I could have saved I myself type of thing. It's either it's like I he wouldn't have been able to do it anyways and i should have given it to him or what was i thinking i should have just taken the punch i'm mean, whatever yeah. um i do and like this, this challenge, challenge yeah right yeah. it was it was pretty fun i do think it was one that i could have seen jared or cameron winning so yes i am glad that they showed them what the challenge was before cameron um had to say if he was going to do it or not i thought that was fair that was the biggest thing in contention when people there's a lot of outcry with this twist. A lot of people were like, Hey, you know, Cameron should just get in. Like he won the challenge. Why? Like this could be a big advantage or disadvantage because, you know, speculation of production rigging and whatnot. Uh, but I think being able to see it, it just, 
it made it a true advantage and not just a crapshoot 50-50. Um, but I also, this feels like a Survivor challenge. Happy Survivor premiere, by the way. We're, we're a big yeah, brother absolutely. recap, but, you know, Survivor was on uh, Wednesday night. And it, it was like one of those old school, you know, you pull the chains and do stuff. I kind of wish, though, if I had to make one critique, right, because I'm very critical and very cynical, I kind of wish they both played back to back, but maybe Cameron had uh, an advantage, right? Like have two zombie billboards, maybe make more holes, you know, maybe Jared has three and Cameron has two, like Jared has to get the top of the head and two hands, something like that. I don't know. Mm. What do you think? Ooh, that I actually really, really like that idea. I mean, we talked about it in our last podcast where we were mm -hmm. saying it would have been cool if maybe the way it operated was one of them could earn their way back in the game or both of them have the chance to compete in the challenge. Um, I like the idea of giving whoever won the resurrection rumble, the advantage of some sort, but that yeah. both of them are at risk for still losing the game. That way the double eviction still feels like it happened. Um, yeah. So basically this challenge, if you've seen survivor, you know, this one, it's where you have to guide a ball up like a, a yeah. board and land it into some targets. It's also a Big Brother challenge. Big Brother 14 and 16 in particular, we had Frank the Tank and 14 winning out everyone. And then we had the big Frankie Grande chains and where Beast Mode Cowboy was like, you got to play chains by yourself there. You've been lying to everyone. Um, so Big Brother and Survivor Classic, you know, not my favorite competition, but just a good old, it's like junk food. You know, It's all reliable, you know, just it's it's definitely a tense challenge and we actually got a big brother history lesson of sorts in this episode where they talked about the brigade specifically cameron who brought it up to jag and matt uh because he said there was this alliance it was an alliance of guys and there was Brittany who was sort of in the alliance but then she was the first one out from the alliance when they got down to it i don't like that because that's not what happened um actually the brigade had more of not a cookout stance but um each member of the brigade except for enzo had their one hayden had uh kristen who was voted out premer or premer yeah pre-jury and then people forget that matt hoffman was a part of the brigade because he got out in seventh but reagan was there with him and then lane and Brittany were tight and so that's how the brigade was so powerful it wasn't just those four plus Brittany. it was everyone was working with a member of the brigade or they were the brigade except for you know rachel riley it feels i don't know what it feels like more it feels kind of like just another Derek lavasser onion alliance where they had the three and then they had more members and more members and kind of make an onion i think and that's still that's splitting hairs but you know i gotta be negative <laughs> I think in true Cameron fashion, he's making it sound a lot more sophisticated uh, yeah. than it might actually be. Um, I, I, I get the idea, especially where he forms that. I'm going to say it's a final three. I'm saying I'm going to call yeah. it. He forms a final three with Matt and Jag. I get the idea where if they're all working together, no matter what, at least two of them will always be able to play in an HOH. And yeah. good and for that. that was, I do think part of it, and this is like really sophisticated for Cameron because Cameron, I like Cameron as an underdog, but when he's like having, when he's in the know and in the flow, he's not the best player. I think it could be a way to build up his resume. You know, he makes his 
you know, theory seem complex that way. If he's at the end and Jag and Matt, they're able to be like, hey, Cameron thought of this like 1200 IQ strategy, the big brain idea, and he pulled it off and not having to really divulge into just how simple it is. I don't know. That could be a little negative. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see how this turns out for all of them. I'm very curious to see who wins this upcoming HOH because we also have yes. another group that is in the talks that has formed, which is Corey, America, Mimi, and Felicia. How t- how secure do we think this alliance actually is? No, it's not. Not at all. It's not. No, because we see Felicia contradict this whole sentiment like later in the episode i feel like her loyalty especially with what we know now of jared going is felicia it makes so much more sense for felicia to stick with three and i've said this the entire week but it's in felicia's best interest for jared to go home because then she can go to sari and just say hey look we lost izzy we just lost jared we have no one else i know there's distrust i know we argued we're family we got to stick together I think that would be way tighter of a bond than America and Corey could ever have with Mimi and Felicia. And plus we also saw in this episode, people are starting to put pieces together that America and Corey have been in a great position. And right now we're starting to see a little bit of a power coup where the house that flipped on um, Sari and Jared and Felicia and Izzy, they're now flipping on America and Corey. And as much as I love America and Corey, I'm kind of rooting for it. I kind of like the power shifts. That's kind of why I love Big Brother, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love the power shifts too. Uh, I am totally with Jared on this one where I would like to see Suri go after Corey. I think that would be very fun television. Um, and I will say it was interesting to watch Blue uh, sort of really really hammer in on that point with matt and jag uh mm-hmm. about um uh she called them america camerica um but cory and america, america. Uh, and how they are in yeah. a really nice position and we also saw matt yeah. also saw some suspicious behavior from cory where cory was trying yeah. to hide the fact that he was having a game related conversation with felicia in the backyard that is amazing awareness from matt that's great strategy from blue right i feel like we talked good about matt but blue kind of got stuck in this rut where like she was just really close with jared i think that now jared's gone we can really see blue the player start to take shape and i'm excited for blue the player because this is like this is good this is exactly what she needs to do it's worst case scenario for if jared went now jared's gone and so now she's starting to join the tide with the the three amigos now that have formed are do they trust blue 100 probably not but hey it's way better than american cory and what they're selling i also like how blue also sounded hurt like american cory did her wrong even though they've never really been close to begin with which i think was very subtle but also really smart from blue i don't know if that was intentional or not but props to her smart sure Blue confuses me. I have to, because I find myself going back and forth with Blue a lot because I noticed that she says things in her confessionals, right? When Jared was still in the game, she was saying, you know, um, I'm close with Jared, but I have to look out for my own game 
to begin with and I'm looking out for me. But then actions that we see in with interactions in the house, it kind of seemed like the opposite was going on where she really didn't want to let Jared go. So I felt like there were some in- inconsistencies with what Blue really wants in the game. And I don't, I don't know if she has even sort of zoned in yeah. on her strategy yet. I think Jared leaving is great for her and Jared leaving not because of blue or anything blue did is even better, right? If blue made the vote to vote out Jared, that'd be really bad for her game. But I've always thought that if your ally leaves the game, that's a great pitch for you because you can be like, Hey, I was loyal to my ally until they left. You know, I'm a loyal player. I'm a loyal person. And you also don't have the, the moral to be like, Hey, I cannot backstab these people because they just voted out your number one ally. So we could get, if we're lucky, a more cutthroat blue who's like, hey, you just voted out my number one ally. I didn't want him at the end anyways, but hey, I'm out for scalps now. Or blue just rides with someone else. But either way, I'm I'm really hopeful for this next month of Big Brother. I mean, that's pretty exciting to hear, Will. You're right. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes all a player needs, even if it's not exactly what they were hoping for with their game, sometimes all they need is reason to take action against another person in the house. And we saw that last week with uh, Jared, or at the beginning of this week, where Jared was upset with Blue for withholding information from him. uh, And it gave him sort of reason if he were to stay in the game when it gets down to what I think his ideal would be would would be getting to the end with Sari, it would give him reason to sort of cut blue in the moment. Now we're seeing blue find reason to target Corey and America. So you're right. And I, I mean, we have to talk about you. I just lost all access. To my... Okay. Hello. <laughs> can you, sorry. I'm so sorry. I can hear my you. Wi-Fi, can you hear my headphone plug. Just... Yeah, no, my, my, my headphone just got knocked out of the plug. Can you please repeat that? Yes, absolutely. Okay, all I was saying was that Blue <laughs> definitely has reason now. And that's all she needed was reason yes. to target a certain group of players, which is Corey and America at this point. And we have to talk about, Will, we have to talk about uh, how uh, Julie, in her post-eviction interview with Jared, did bring up the fact that, you know, got Jared's uh, opinion on um, what... Suri's game will be like now that he's gone and that blue knows their secret. And this was really interesting. This could this could make or break Suri's game, right? Because blue knows. And if blue tells people, right? And blue could tell people innocently. She could tell like someone like Matt and Jack to curry favor, be like, hey, I have the secret. That would ruin Suri's game because it's like Suri just withheld all this information. Right now. Without realizing, they're in a race to try to leak this information, and they have to do it in a way that makes it seem genuine, makes it seem like they're really hurt. Because if Sari says it, I think that could be good for her game, right? Because I think this house, as strategically messy as it is, we do get a lot of like talk about loyalty, right? We get Cameron, who's like, I'm ready to die out for you three. Jag's loyal to a T, like he was loyal to Sari, who just plotted his demise. Matt. Not not as loyal, but, you know, playing more of a rat game. But that could still curry favor with people, right? If Blue tells people that, you know, people will trust her, say, like, again, same excuse as, like, hey, you vote on my ally. I'm a loyal person to a fault. This is the secrets that this person told me. It's now with y'all. Please keep it safe. 
And no matter what happens, right? Because if Serene leaks that information, then what can Blue say? Blue will have to be surprised and she'll have to keep hold on to this lie for the entirest of the game. And can Blue do that? I don't know. So I think this brings up a really interesting dynamic for the rest of the week. And it it will cause shockwaves, I think. I know I'm pretty wrong when it comes to these games, but it's something in my heart of hearts, man. <laughs> it tells me I'm feeling good. And if you would like to see more about how Will is wrong about these games, go ahead and check no. out our Survivor 45 draft uh, and enjoy. Not um, proud of that. Hey, all good. It happens to the best of us. Uh, yeah, where do you think Suri is going to end up? I think with Felicia, most definitely. Again, it just makes sense for both of them. Maybe pull in Nicole. I think Nicole could also play a floater game kind of similar to Matt. While Matt gives out information, I think Nicole will hold on to information, right? I think Suri, though, is in a really good position because right now we have an angry Suri who just lost her boy. We have her who doesn't have to be shackled to anyone anymore because she's not that loyal to Felicia as much as Felicia is loyal to Suri, right? And we've seen this, right? And so we could see some OG Suri fields, you know, someone who's willing to adapt. Suri adapt adapted in uh, Panama and adapted on that balance beam and game changers. She's going to adapt again. And now she can play messy. She can play cutthroat because the only person that needs to be safe is Suri fields. Not, not Jared anymore. I think we're, I think we just ended the mid game. I, or not the mid game, but like the mid, like the true middle point of the game. I think we're now heading into the more high octane, like not end game, but like late game, you know, where people are starting to recognize each other as players, what they've done and using that as fuel and not just, Hey, this person wore a dress and like walked around weirdly i don't know you know the one thing that i'm really hoping will and i mean i really really hope jared was able to somehow tell Suri before he left the house that blue knows because i am nervous for her in the sense that blue has really powerful information even though Jared is not in the game anymore, I still feel like that that yep. is still a big enough, uh, not lie, but it's it's a big enough truth to to lay out on everyone uh, that could really put Suri in a bad position if Suri and Blue don't end up aligning uh, together going forward. Yeah, and the way it's shaking out right now, I don't know if they, they will be really tight. Maybe Blue goes to Suri and says, hey, I know the secret. That could that's like the only saving grace to where they both end out on the right side. Again, like we're on a tight wire with Suri right now. And if Blue leaks and doesn't tell Suri about it, then Suri is going to get targeted. If not now after America and Corey or after the trio of Cameron, Jag and, and Matt. But I, I don't know. It's hard to say. This game is too messy and chaotic. And we, we say one thing all of a sudden it goes another way it's it's weird the season's weird and who are you most looking forward to paying attention to uh in these next few weeks definitely definitely Nicole. definitely maybe felicia 100 sorry you'd be a fool to say anyone otherwise i kind of uh i think i think everyone i think the only person that's really like still floating in the game is bowie jane 
Everyone else has a reason to play hard, right? We have Americori. We have to. They don't know how weak their games are right now. They don't know the kind of peril they're in, and they won't know until they're both on the block, right? And everyone's like, "Hey, we know the secret." Blue and Sari, they both have been freed from the shackle that was Jared, right? That sounds harsh, but you know it's hard having a number one for so long that you're just undying loyalty to. Um, we have a new trio. Nicole, I think, will be playing a very under the radar game. And you know what? I'm, I'm gonna throw Bowie Jane's hat in the ring. Maybe, maybe she forms an alliance. I don't know. <laughs> but there's not enough people too. Like it's not like week one where we're still learning names. Like everyone has a stake. And you, I honestly, the season's been really, really good. I'm giddy. Right? It's been chaotic. It's been messy. But I look after everyone, but mainly Nicole. <laughs> I mean, it is amazing. Something that I think mm-hmm. this season really succeeds at is that the fans are all over the place in terms of who they are rooting for. And I think that that is a wonderful thing, right? Like when we see, uh, when we root for our favorite, I mean, I don't watch sports, but if you root for your favorite sports team, part of the fun is that there are other people who are rooting for their own sports teams. And sometimes your teams yeah. play against each other and may the best team win. And I love that this season of big brother, uh, it seems like everyone has fans. Yep. And I will also say to your point, uh, going back to uh, playing with a loved one, I mean, that must be so difficult. If it wasn't explicitly yes. like a, a duo season, right? Like a partner season, like Big Brother 6, um, it, it just seems so difficult to go in there and sort of morph your game so that it works for two people while also keeping that secret. So... I mean, it was it was amazing to see Jared in his eviction yep. interview. I, I think he, he was holding a lot in from playing this way and from playing alongside with Suri. And it was it was really, really nice to finally see him just like open up. And I think yep. in the post eviction interviews, I'm, I, I'm really excited to actually hear what he has to say about his experience playing this way. I mean, let us know in the comments yep. if you're watching this after the fact. Could you play Big Brother or Survivor with a loved one in the game? And let's pretend it's not like a blood versus water or a duo season. It's just a regular season full of new players. Could you be in there with a loved one? Do you think that you would succeed at yeah. that? What about you, Depends Will? Do you think- Depends who it is. I've already made deals with like half my family that if me and whoever is on Big Brother together, that like we just we'd vote each other out if we have to and we wouldn't cry right and we also made a deal that i'm not giving out shout outs in the dr i i don't know i talk a big game a lot right but i also do these online survivors where it's like i've just made a friend with a guy named ben dog for the last month and a half i have no idea who he is or what he looks like but i'm, I'm getting sad when i vote him out you know imagine my little brother i've been hanging out with for the last you know 11 years now stuck in a game i'd love i don't know this game it's so compelling i don't really like this twist but i do like some of what it brought right i think the last i think the whole episode the right has been a very emotional climax for for jared and sari right just seeing them both distraught you know very upset very sad and like wanting to play more and wanting to play hard that is what we needed that uh, props to them both I know it's hard on them. I know it is. Actually, I don't know. 
but I can imagine it must be hard. It must be. And I, that is, Will, <laughs> that is amazing. I'd love to see whatever ends up happening if you do get on Big Brother, when you get on Big Brother, uh, how you're going to play with a loved one in the house as well. Uh, anything else from this episode that you feel like it is worth talking about? I think we touched on pretty much everything. Again, it was a very slow week in the Big Brother house. Yeah. Anything to get us to those 100 days? I mean, I didn't hate the episode as much as i thought it was i i mean i thought it 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 was really just like this whole war it felt like a battle right we saw two two factions marching to the battlefield you know we see jared getting pumped you know great speech from both um felicia and Surya, like how he's still trying to like hide and be like yeah jared your brothers would want you to go you know probably your mom as well i don't know i thought that was cool i like the cameron just being ready to to go and throw it all in the line like it wasn't bad it wasn't a lot there's one scene i didn't like in the whole episode and we didn't touch on it and we don't have to <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 uh listen it's it's their games and however they want to play they're gonna play so We'll see how that uh, works for them in the future. And of course, we're hinting at America and Corey. So with that, uh, we are going to end the episode here. Let us know how you enjoyed this twist or did not enjoy this twist. Let us know who you are eager to pay attention to moving forward this week in Big Brother. Again, uh, reality now, we're also covering this season of Survivor, Survivor 45, 90-minute episodes. Yep. Uh, make sure you tune yes, in to... We have a week full of episodes from everyone at Survivor Now podcast. So make sure you subscribe and tune in yep. for all of those. We'll see you later.